Good morning, everyone. We are going to be having a belated Chumash year. I had, Baruch Hashem, a prior engagement last night. And due to a community simcha, Baruch Hashem, such a beautiful, amazing community simcha, I was unable to be there last night for the Chumash and Shalom Thursday night year. We are going to be having another one of our special makeup Friday morning Chumash without the Shalom Shiurim. So, a couple quick thoughts on Parsha Shemais over here. In Shemais... We see the development of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu is, if there was a leader of Klaisos, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, our Rabbi, Moshe, our Rav, excuse me, Moshe, the Roya, Moshe, who led us faithfully through Mitzrayim, Adam Mitzrayim, through the Midbar, and all the way to Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe is a manhig, Moshe is a leader, certainly gives us um, room and the need to to examine the developments over here a little bit of Moshe as a manig, and that is this week's parasha, that's Shemois, where we start to see this come together. There's two separate points, two separate events over here that the, that the Torah tells us over, recants in parasha Shemois, which each one is is a beautiful idea on its own, each one is a worthy study in of itself in terms of understanding what made Moshe into a manig? Where he's coming from? The outlook of a manig, and uh, and um, you know, provide some some uh, solid, significant lessons for us. The first one that we're going to look at is not just a limud in Moshe, but a limud, I think, in in uh, what it means to be a Moshe, to be a manig, but what it means to have a manig, what it means to have a manig, what it means to have a leader, to accept a leader, to accept someone of authority. We see both. Um, at the same time, and uh, that's the incident of Moshe with Dawson and Aviram. Because when Moshe is still in Mitzrayim, still living in base Paroi, in the house of Paroi, the palace of Paroi, and we're told in the Torah over here, this, the, 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 the parasha tells us in Perak Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Moshe goes out and sees how the Yidin are suffering, he sees an Egyptian he sees an Egyptian attacking, beating up Ayid, one of Moshe's brothers. So he looks around, he sees there's no one there, or he looks into this person's future, no one's going to come from him, this 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 uh, mystery, this Egyptian. He kills him with the shame of he buries him in the sand. Okay, the next day, now he sees two Yidden fighting with each other. Not a Yidden a Mitzri, now this is two Yidden. He tells the Rasha, Why are you beating your friend up? That's what he tells the Rasha. Why are you beating up your friend? So what do they tell him back? This is Dazen and Aviram. And they say back, Who made you into an officer? Who made you into a judge? You're going to kill us? The same way you killed that Mitzri? And everybody knows he killed the mystery Moshe. You're going to kill us the same way. So Moshe is terrified when he hears this. He says, the word is out. Um, it's a known matter. And I better get out of here. Okay, so let's look at this 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 this, 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 this incident, this encounter that Moshe has with Das Naviram. And Moshe sees them fighting and he tells the Rosh Hashanah, so right away we see Stavazoy that, that Moshe, you know, one could ask an Moshe like, uh, Taka, doesn't Aviram have a good time? Mind your own business. Right? That's essentially what they seem to be telling him. 
Mind your own business, Maisha. What are you doing over here? You know, are you going to kill us too? What does it have to do with you? What does this have to do with you? Mind your own business. Why is Maisha Taka not minding his own business? Rasha Lama Sakareyacha. The Territz is, this is his business. This is Maisha's business. This is where we begin to see the Kayach of a Manik emerge from Maisha. A Manik, someone who's a leader. Kleisel's business is his business. business. Not a vat in a yentish way. Not a curious and, and uh, you know, uh, just the morbid fascination that we have, uh, you know, getting the, the hack, getting all the raid on, on what's going on with everybody. You know, who's suffering over here? Who's, who's in, in trouble over there? But rather in a, in a sense of intervention and involvement. And a manic is someone that if he sees something in his community, he sees something in his neighborhood, he sees something on the block, he sees something that's going on with his own chaverim, with his own shchenim, with his neighbors, and he can do something about it, he does something about it, because it is his business, if the Rebbein Shalom puts it in his lap, the Rebbein Shalom allows him to see it, the Rebbein Shalom gives him that awareness and he can do something about it, then it is his business Kleisel's business is my business, now certainly of course there's a whole art to giving Musr it has to be done with tact it has to be done in a delicate way. We know Maisha certainly knows how to give most of that we see from the end of the Torah, from Devarn. But that's a technicality. That's a technicality. How exactly to do it? How to go about doing it? But do we even get, you know, that far? Do we even make it past first base? How are you going to give the Moser? How are you going to go ahead and, and um, be involved correctly and diplomatically in the lives of people in your neighborhood? Again, those are technical issues that have to be worked at. But what's not a technical issue and what's not up for debate over here is if it's in your neighborhood, in your community, in your family, and you know about something and you can do something, you can you can help out. You you have the ability to choose to be a manic, to choose to be a leader like Maisha Benu, and help out and to and do, do something, help someone else out. You can help them out. Maisha's trying to help them out by showing them who they're becoming, what 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 is Really going on as a result of their actions. Rashi tells us famously that nobody even laid any blows yet. No one, no one, uh, you know, there was no no punches yet. Nothing connected yet. And just by raising his fist to punch, he's already a Rasha. Moshe says, Rasha Lomasaka is trying to turn things around for him again. That's the Vaiter, the Kayach, the, the the abilities and the responsibilities of a Manig is to let people see. What's going on? Let people put things in perspective and give them a richer understanding of of who they're becoming and who they should become. What's going on with their lives and what can be going on with their lives? Maisha is saying he's holding up a mirror. Look, holding up your fist, just to drawing back your your hand to punch him. You're already a Russia. Why do you want to be a Russia? You're not a Russia. You're such a, you're such a tzaddik. He say, Hey, Lagiyad, why would you want to do such a thing? Okay, but the bottom line over here is, so that, that's Moshe's technique, that's also a beautiful idea that can be studied in of itself, but the bottom line for our purposes is, Moshe's a manig, what's a manig? A manig is someone that, he doesn't shy away if he sees a problem, he sees something going on in his community, someone who needs help, a, a marriage that needs a little bit of, 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 of smoothing over, a relationship, a family relationship, that needs a little bit of patching up, someone who's down on their luck, someone who's in a bad place, Someone who's teetering and tottering. Someone who has kids that are teetering and tottering. He doesn't say, oh, that's none of my business. That's none of my business. He says, if I know about it and I feel I can deal with tact and 
and and diplomacy without overreaching my bounds, then I'm going to do something about it. It is my business. Now, again, I must stress and emphasize that these things have to be dealt with properly. We don't want to be guilty of um, enmeshment in someone else's life, right? We don't want to be guilty of overstepping our bounds, of intruding where we don't belong. Of course, a person can go too far. A person can get too involved, can get overly involved. That's certainly true. But again, those are technicalities. If you don't feel, a person doesn't feel that he, uh, on his own, he has that right sense of balance, where to draw the line, where not to draw the line, so go get Hadrach, get coaching from somebody. But first and foremost, which is not a matter of a technicality, but a matter of how much of a manic do you want to be, how much of a leader do you want to be, if you see someone's in trouble, you see there's a family that, that needs help, children that need help, adults that need help, teenagers that need help, and you could do something about it, you really can do something about it, then you don't say, oh, that's none of my business. You're like a Moshe, you're a man, and you say, that is my business, I'm going to go to try to help that. So that's the 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 the, the one side of the coin, and, and what we learned from Moshe. What about the other side of the coin? We can learn something from what it means to have a manik from the response of Dasan Avirim. Now, we have a very interesting response back. What's Moshe told? Moshe is told back, Moshe, who, who put you in charge? It's none of your business. Get out of here. It's none of your business. Go away. Now, we would be inclined to translate that again as, yeah, this is none of your business. And they would be telling him, this is none of your business. Um, this does not concern you. But they say more. They say, which is the line that we just said a moment ago, before, this is none of your business. Who puts you in charge? Who made you an officer? Who made you the judge? You're the judge. You're the Bezdin. You're the officer. Who put you in charge? Who put you in charge? Very interesting because this is a little bit unexpected. Even though this is a little bit cliched and we find ourselves saying this expression without even realizing what we're saying and like so many cliched expressions. But when you break it down and think about it, it's a kind of funny response because where does Maisha say that he's trying to be in charge? Who's, where, is, where, is, where is it implied that Maisha wants to be a shoifate? That he wants to be a sar? He wants to be an officer. He wants to be a judge. Where is that implied in what he did and what he said? He's not trying to be an officer. He's not trying to be a judge. He's just trying to break up two yidin from fighting. Rasha, lamasakariyecha. Don't be a Rasha. Don't hit your friend. Why would you want to be a Rasha? Why would you want to do that? You're such a tzaddik. You're such a heligiyid. Why would you want to be a Rasha? That's what he's doing. Where is he trying to make himself a sarvish shayfet? What a strange response from Dazan Naviram. Amesha, who made you the officer? Who made you the judge? Mechatesi, where, where does it say that, where, where is it implied anywhere over here that Moshe is trying to be a judge? Not trying to be a judge, not trying to be a shayfid. He's just trying to help out to you. But you see from here is something so revealing about Dustin Aviram's attitude when it comes to Amanig, when it comes to having someone who's trying to help them out. If the response is, who puts you in charge? You're basically making a declaration and you're giving yourself away that what you feel, you hold and you feel that this person is just trying to push you around. He's just trying to boss you around. He's just trying to make himself into an authority figure. That's what you're saying. And what a big reveal and a big insight into your own soul and into your own take on life. If I tell this person who's telling me why would I want to be a Russia and he's trying to what? He's trying to improve my life. He's trying to help me be a tzaddik and not a rasha. He's trying to hold up the mirror and show me what I'm really doing. If my response is, who put you in charge? It means I don't understand that at all. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get that he's trying to help me. I don't get that he's trying to 
give me some kind of, you know, remediation over here, trying to help me refine myself, improve myself. I don't get that at all. All I see is a guy who has a power complex. I see him as someone who's trying to push me around. Someone who's trying to throw his weight around. Someone who, who has a need to, to issue orders. And, and, and therefore my response is, who puts you in charge? When my eyes are open, and when I'm thinking straight, I see that a Moshe and a Manig, a true Manig, a true leader, is not trying to push me around. He's not looking for someone, you know, that he can boss. He's not looking for subordinates. He's looking to help me out. He's looking to improve my life. He's looking to refine me. He's looking to make me a better Jew. Not to be in charge of me. When my attitude is, who puts you in charge? I don't get it. I, I, I Taka don't even get to first base. The first base that we were talking about earlier. I don't get that he wants to help me out. I don't get that he's trying to improve my life. I fail to see that. And instead I see someone who wants to be in charge. And that failure is is uh, a failure that makes me indeed incorrigible, that makes me someone who is unreachable, untouchable. I, I can't be helped anymore. All the Muslim in the world and all the advice and the guidance of this person trying to help me out is not going to help me because I have raised all my defenses, I put up all the mechitas, and I've, I've declared to myself mentally, this person, he has an issue, he was looking for people to boss around, who put him in charge, he's not in charge, he's merely authority, and I can't be helped anymore because I don't see that he's trying to help me. I don't see that he really just has my best interest in mind. I see that he's someone who is who, who has no place here, who doesn't belong over here, who Taka doesn't have any business. It's none of his business. I see someone who's just, again, trying to throw his weight and muscles around. This is so revealing. This is the reaction response of Dustin Abiram, the giveaway for their inability to really have a true manig. So having a manig, which we learned from Dustin Abiram, we learn from their failure that, that having a manig means understanding first and foremost that my leader has my best interest in mind. He's looking out for me, whether that's understanding what a parent is, understanding what a Rebbe is, a Rav, a Rosh Hashiva, a, a, a community leader, a, a, a national leader. The first step for, for me, taking my place in Klaistral, me being on the road to improvement, understanding that they have my best interest in mind. And when I hear Musr from them, they're not trying to throw their weight around. They're not trying to push me around. They're trying to help and improve me. When I have that clarity, my shields are lowered, my defenses are lowered, I'm able to be helped, I'm able to be reached, I'm able to be penetrated, and there's hope for me. But when our attitude is immediately, we bristle, and, and we say, who said that they can tell me what to do? We're lost, Rabbi said. We are lost. No one can reach us, no one can touch us, because we just have a very shallow, very crumb take on life that, oh, this person just wants to push me around. That was the take of Das Naviram. Okay, let's, let's, um, share one more idea over here. This is another critical point in Moshe's emergence as a manig, and that's when Moshe is in Midram, tending to the sheep of his father-in-law, Yisroi, and we know this is Perik Gimel, um, Pasuk Aleph. Moshe ha-yeroyes tzayin Yisrael chaysnei kayin midrun vayin hages ha-tzayin achar ha-midbar vayavoy el-har ha-lekim chayreva. So he was tending to the sheep. And one of them runs away, runs all the way we know to Harsinai. And he chases after to Harsinai. He comes to Harsinai. Vayera malach Hashem elog v'labaz eish mitay chasneh. The angel of God appears to Moshe in a fire from within the bush. This bush. It's a bush on fire. Vayar. Moshe sees v'yinei hasneh. Vayar ba'ish. The bush is consumed in fire. Vayasneh einenu ukol. 
the bush is not burning up. The bush is not getting consumed. The bush is on fire, but it's not, it's not, it's not getting destroyed. Wow. Let me go check this out. Let me check out this, this, uh, spectacle. This amazing sight. How come the bush is not getting burnt? That Moshe goes to check it out. So Hashem calls to Moshe after Hashem is pleased to see that Moshe is going to check it out. So now Hashem says, okay, let's call Moshe. Moshe says, Moshe. Moshe says, Yes, I'm here. Okay, let's stop over there. At this point, Moshe selected, he gets his assignments, and the rest we know is definitely history and his Torah. Um, it's clear from the Pasuk that there's something very significant about the fact that Moshe went to check out the burning bush. And it's clear that Hashem took note of this. Hashem was pleased. Vayar Hashem kisar lirois. Hashem saw that Moshe went to check it out. Hashem said, this is our guy, this is the man, this is the one that we want. And the Shaila is Rabbi Said Sapella. Who would not check this out? Even if it wouldn't be miraculous, everyone stops to look at a fire. Fires are very mesmerizing. Fires are very intriguing. You know, whether you're young or old, fires are things that are that are that are uh, amazing to to behold, and certainly a miraculous fire. That the Torah is telling us explicitly um, that uh, this bush is not getting consumed by the fire. Certainly a miraculous fire. Even if we say ah, I don't care about fire, the fire is for the kids. You know. Uh, I don't have time to check out a fire. If it, was be, if it would be a miraculous fire, I think any one of us would stop and investigate this miraculous fire. Say, you know, what's going on over here? Let's check this out. So the Shaila is, this is something that anybody would check out. Anybody would stop and try to, you know, investigate this. What is so impressive about this Moshe checking out the the, 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 the burning bush that's not getting consumed that's so impressive the point that the Rebbeinu says, this is the guy, this is the one that we want. What's going on over here? How could this be? This is the defining moment of Moshe Rebbeinu. This is what sets him aside, singles him out as the future man of Klai. So, we would ask, what's going on over here? What is going on over here? So what's going on is such a beautiful idea, such a beautiful deep idea. If we look carefully at the Pesukim, there's something that's emphasized not just once, but twice. Something that's very clear over there. Torah is very clear about one particular point. It doesn't say that Moshe checked it out, that Moshe investigated. It says, Moshe Asura Nova Asura Nova Let me go check it out, but Asura First, let me, Asura Let me divert myself. Let me change courses. Let me change paths. I'm going to veer off this path. I'm going to leave this path. Asura and go check it out. Now, one would say, well, well, why is that significant? You know, if the snare is on the side of the road, of course you have to leave the path. But if I care, if that's so, you know, that it is so obvious, then why does the turn need to speak it out? If it is so self-understood, it's off the side of the road, of course you have to speak off the path, walk off the path. Why is it necessary for the turn to speak this out altogether? The turn is emphasizing something over here. Not just that Moshe checked it out, but he was Asurana. He left the path. He diverted himself. Changed course to go check it out. And if that wasn't enough for us to see that something's going on, it said a second time, when it says that Hashem was impressed with what Moshe did, it doesn't just say Hashem was impressed that he was curious about this fire, curious about this bush that's burning and not getting consumed. But, it's right there, black and white. Hashem saw that he was sore, that he diverted himself. He changed course. He left the path behind to go check it out. So it's clear, Rabbi Saif. It's there twice. It's clear that this emphasis does have significance. It's clear that something is up over here. So let's try to put that together. 
we see that it's not such a simple matter of Moshe having left the path behind. I'm sorry, Moshe going to check out the fire, which is his defining moment, which, which Hashem says, this is the guy that we want. It's the fact that he left the path behind. It was Asuro's Sar. But what does that mean? What, what's the significance of that? Why is that so special and so important? So it's like this. Moshe sees a burning bush. He sees a bush that's burning and not being consumed. And we would all for sure check that out. Why would you check that out? Because it's something miraculous. And we would understand presumably what Moshe understood immediately. This is none, nothing less than the Shekhinah. The Rebbeinah Shalom is here. If there's a nase, if there's a miracle, there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This bush that's on fire, that's not getting consumed, is the Hashras HaShchina. The Rebbein Shalom is present over here in a way that I've never seen it before. And more than that, there's an opportunity over here. An opportunity to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, An opportunity to come close. An opportunity for Deveikus. Because there's a Shechina over here. And there's a Rebbein Shalom over here. There's a Nase over here. There's some kind of... Opportunity. That's waiting before me over here. In this particular place, with this particular bush, that I can maybe tap into and maybe get something out of and maybe use this to have some kind of connection to the Rebbein Shalom himself. So that's what Maisha sees. And it could be we would understand that also. Maisha sees and understands immediately. If there's a nice nigla, an open miracle, the Shechina is dachdu, the Shechina is here. If the Shechina is here, I have an opportunity to connect to the Shechina. What does Moshe say immediately? That follows with another immediate point of clarity, another immediate decision, and another immediate resolution. Says Moshe, I want to get something out of this. I want to connect with the Shechina. I want to make the most of this opportunity. I've never seen anything like this before. If I'm going to have something to do with the Shechina, with the infinite, if I'm going to be able to be macabre something, receive something from the Rebbein Yisraelim, I better leave my current situation behind. I better make some serious capital changes. I better leave this course and put myself on a different course. Because I want to make the most of this. I don't want to just bring who I am as is to the Shechina with anything that may have to be repaired, anything that may have to be mended, anything that may have to be fixed. I don't want to schlep all that baggage to the Shechina. That's going to interfere with the relationship. That's going to interfere with this opportunity. Why would I want to do that? I don't want to do that. I'm immediately, immediately prepared and resolved to leave behind whatever there may be there that interferes with the Shechina. Interferes with the opportunity. It's going to get in the way with a total devekus, a total connection. I'm prepared immediately, without hesitation, to leave it all behind. That's Asura Nova Era. And, and Rashi, in fact, listen to what Rashi says. And Rashi doesn't say this word, but what Rashi says can be read so beautifully back into this word. Asura says Rashi, Asura Mikan, Lehiskarev Lisham. I have to leave behind where I am to get closer to there. Maisha understands in a flash in the flesh. If I want to be miskarev l'sham, I want to get close to this shechina, I want to get close to this opportunity, I want to make the most of it, I have to be prepared to leave everything and anything behind. Whatever I have currently in my current mahalachachai, my current lifestyle, that would be any kind of interference. i got to leave that behind. I have to be prepared to leave that behind. And Moshe immediately resolves to do this. That's asurun of the era. I want to make the most of this. I see greatness. I see the shechina. I see kedusha. Whatever I have that may be getting in the way, asurun of the era, I'm leaving that all behind. Hashem saw not just that he's interested, not just that he investigated, not just that he's intrigued, 
by the Shekhinah, which all of us would be. And not just even that he would like to have something to do with the Shekhinah, which hopefully most of us would have, if not all of us. But the Rebbe sees he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it. He's prepared to do it. Hashem sees that he diverted himself to go check out this this spectacle. He put himself on a different course. He immediately was resolved to give up anything and everything that would be a passable interference. The Rebbe says, this is our man. This is the one that we want. So Rabbi Yisai, we have opportunities to connect to the Shekhinah 24-7. All the time the Shekhinah is there, we have burning bushes all over the place. In the base medish, out of the base medish, in the shul, out of the shul, at home, in the workplace. We have opportunities to connect to the Shekhinah all the time. Mamish all the time, there's burning bushes abounding in our midst. We have to be again like that Moshe. We want to make the most of it. We have to be prepared and ready and willing to say, I don't want to come to the Shekhinah with my baggage, with all the stuff that's in the way, with all the stuff that I have to get rid of, that I have to work out, that I'm not really connecting with the Shekhinah, there's so much interference. What kind of connection can you have with the Shekhinah when you come to the Shekhinah with all the stuff that you have that's getting in the way? But rather, a surah of the era, I want to come to the Shekhinah, rain, pure, refined, without any interference, and, you know, it may not be so easy for us to make that total resolve, that total shift, that total decision that Moshe made, but the, 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 when we have this clear, we understand that the Dvekas that we're going to have, the opportunity that we're going to have to, to, to connect the Shekhinah, be raised from the Shekhinah, depends very much on how much we're willing to throw overboard, Rabbi Yisai. It makes it much easier. It makes makes it much easier for us to have that resolve, to get rid of things, to realize that there's a necessity to get rid of things, a necessity to maybe part with certain parts of our lifestyle that become so comfortable and familiar to us so that we can have that, that, that Dvekas. And then Hashem will also see Kisar, realize that we are also Sarnu, we're also prepared to give things up. The Rebbein will give us bracha and atzlacha and, and uh, let us realize our potential. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you all for joining.